on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. Why Monday night's game against the Chicago Bulls was the best we've seen from Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform and how the Suns can keep that magic going. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcasts. A big thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen to kick off your Wednesday, another Suns game day, and a big one. I know people don't care about rivalry week in the NBA. They're trying to make it a thing, and it's not, but it's on ABC, and it is the Dallas Mavericks. So there you go. Thank you for joining us today to get ready for that game. If you have not already, hit follow, hit subscribe. Get a new show in your feed every single Monday through Friday. Become an everydayer. Get locked on to the Phoenix Suns all season long. Game recaps, news, trade rumors like we're going to talk about today, and some good analysis throughout, which is where we'll start today's show, looking at Kevin Durant and this win streak. Today's show brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Okay. I had this as a question at first, and it's not a question. Was Kevin Durant the best he's been on Monday night ever in a Suns uniform? Ever, of course, like a year. Was that the best game we've ever seen Kevin Durant play for the Phoenix Suns? But the answer is just yes. The answer is just flat out yes. This was his fourth 40-point game of the season, all right, but, well, one of them came literally on Sunday night before the Monday night, but prior to that, the first one was against the Pistons in a 14-point win on November 5th. The second one was at Portland, if you remember that game, which was a loss, and he had five turnovers in that game, and obviously it was a, an L to a bad team. Sunday against Chicago was pretty darn good, but again, just two turnovers and no trips to the free throw line. Just a weird game. I'm not going to take it away from him. He was incredible, made a million very good shots, got out in transition, did everything else, but this one was the best one. You even look back to last season. He joins the Suns and gives an all-time performance in his third game. At Dallas, Sunday afternoon, March 5th, he is 12 of 17 from the field, gets to the line 11 times, and also hits the game winner. I think that would have been my number two, or it would have been my number one before Monday night. Because you look at the playoffs, his best game last year in the postseason was a 39-point performance against Denver in Game 3. 
from a pure points and assists standpoint. He had 39, 9, and 8 in that game with zero turnovers, but he only shot 39% from the field. That was the one with the, uh, an ugly first half, if you remember. And then game four, he is a lot better in terms of efficiency. Still gets to the line a ton, but has five turnovers in that game. And they win, but, you know, that was still not quite there. So Monday night, we saw the best game that Kevin Durant has played in his son's uniform. 43-6-8. and eight. And not only the game winner, but I don't think... Whatever. I don't know if I spent enough time on the game winner last night. And honestly, uh, hello, I'm back from the dead on the YouTube channel. Apologize to all of you viewers. Awful night to have some technical difficulties. Recorded the entire podcast and then noticed that the settings on the audio were such that for some reason, the platform we used to record was picking up my laptop microphone itself, which I don't utilize. I have my laptop closed when I'm recording these shows and it is plugged into a dock and I have a nice monitor and some lights and a microphone. So in other words, not a word of my audio got through and it was uh, not fixable. But for those of you who found it on the audio feed, that is always an option. Apple and Spotify, I record backups on purpose, so you can always find a show there if you don't see one on the YouTube channel. But the point I was making is, I may not have spent enough time on the game winner itself in that show, and just watching it back a couple times on Tuesday, when I woke up and wasn't so uh, you know, sleep-deprived and everything, the dude had two incredible things happen on that play. He... One, read Chicago's defense on the inbound pass so well that when the ball goes to Nurkic, Durant is supposed to come, I believe, toward the corner, toward the wing, or at the very least, just kind of come get the ball. And instead, he cuts the other direction to get away from, to just go faster. And Nurkic finds him. I compared the pass from Nurkic to like, you know, when you throw a, ping pong ball to the other side of the table when somebody else is serving and it kind of barely clears it and you're like, nice, I I know what I'm doing here. I have the bounce down. That was kind of what that Nurkic pass was. And then, so Katie reads that, catches the ball on that pass, has the wherewithal to, to, to set that up, and then the double clutch is just something else, you know, <clears throat> to... Be aware while you're shooting like that is is crazy. It's not like a hand was in his face and he's trying to just sort of give himself some more time or have some arc on the shot or something. It was purely because Caruso was trying to contest from, I, it's not even behind, more like above, over the top. And Durant was able to, again, double clutch, get that shot up from the free throw line. So incredible stuff. Best game as a son. Hopefully a sign of many more to come. The way that will happen, the way that it will be one of more to come, is if the Suns are able to take lessons from that game. And, and obviously, in particular, that means the other guys who have the ball in their hand, Booker Beal and Nurkic. And it was a perfect example, right, of one thing. Yes, Durant is versatile. Everybody who talks about him, throws out the line of, you know, most malleable superstar maybe in NBA history. 
That does not mean that you should make him do things where he is less impactful, right? Remember, speaking of the postseason, last year we all were watching and we're like, man, these box scores are incredible, but a lot of these games it doesn't feel like Durant is having the max impact that he possibly can. In this game, he did, right? And that's because rather than saying, well, he's versatile, so he can space the floor and he can be a passer and we can put him on the best offensive player on the other team. It also can just mean that he can kill your opponent flat out by himself, you know? And this is the first game, this is the first back-to-back set of games all season where Durant has taken 25 or more shots in back-to-back games. Well, no, actually, there's one other one. Toronto and Denver on the 29th of November into the the 1st of December. But what you'll remember about those games is that was when he was the only star. Booker and Beal played, and yet Durant put up that many shots. Yes, he was hot, but that doesn't always go far enough. There are plenty of great teams in the NBA who don't find the hot hand, plenty of star teammates who have struggled to figure that out, and the Suns are clicking in that way. This was the best game Durant has played in the Sun, as a Sun. It it happened because his teammates made it happen, and he finished the job. If the Suns want to see more of these types of games, he's not going to score 40 every night, but games where they are getting the full extent of the Kevin Durant experience on the offensive side of the floor especially, it's going to take effort. It's going to take awareness. He's at the peak of his season right now. Offensively, defensively, everything is working. I'm not saying run every set through him, but I'm saying keep it rolling when he is cooking like this. And right now he's cooking. So are the Suns. Let's talk about the numbers behind their six-game win streak. What's driving it? What's working? What's not working? What can get even better? First, today's show brought to you by Hungry Root. Honestly, awesome new sponsor, to be completely honest for you. If you're trying to eat a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from the short-lived resolutions that you might have by making meal planning easy and nutritious. So they want to save you from having them be short-lived by giving you something sustainable. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. Three things Hungry Root does for you. You save money. If you compare it to the grocery store, you are cutting down on costs You're eating out less on top of that, of course, and you're avoiding expensive takeout fees and delivery fees and all that stuff we have access to these days. You can also save up to 30% on food waste because the portions are crafted for you, whether you have a family or a partner or whatever, you're getting exactly how much you should be eating. That's part of the setup. And you save time, five hours per week without the stress of grocery shopping and meal planning and the extra time cooking and prepping because Hungry Root gets that job done for you. You will get 40% off when you use the promo code Locked On. Hungry Root, offering Locked On NBA listeners 40% off your first delivery 
and free veggies for life when you go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's 40% off your first delivery and free veggies forever. HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Today's show also brought to you by eBay Motors, the best place to buy anything under the sun for your ride or die. Here's the deal. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. Not too different from a, a super team. Everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance is available at eBay Motors. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, and more, eBay has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die at live at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Let's keep it rolling here on Locked on Suns. Let's talk through the numbers behind this six-game win streak. So obviously, biggest number, 6-0. Suns have won their past six games. The only two teams besides the Suns to be on that type of streak right now are the Cavs and the Sixers. The Sixers have also won their past six games, as have the Cavs. I believe the Cavs are on an eight-game win streak. In the past two weeks, during that 6-0 streak, the Suns have the 12th, a plus-12 net rating, which is third in the NBA. That is a 124 offensive rating, a 122 defensive rating, and that is fourth in offense, sixth in defense in the league. They are rolling. There's no real other way to cut that. Something interesting we've seen, right? Outside of the Pelicans game, the Suns have, I don't want to say needed a dominant second half, but there have been some close games that they've come, they've they've pulled away at the end, right? The first half during this six-game streak in the past six Suns games, they have a plus four net rating in the first half. So they're outscoring teams by an average of four points per 100 possessions in first halves, if you were to extrapolate that out. In the second half during this streak, they have a plus 15 net rating. So they have closed the door when they have needed to. Now, when you try to just look at fourth quarters, even during the past six games, it's still not pretty. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but the Suns are 16th in net rating in fourth quarters during this stretch. That's good news, right? I know that Kings game was primarily the big, the biggest fourth quarter that we've seen. You know, the fourth quarter against Chicago on Monday night, for instance, the Suns out, they outscored Chicago by nine. Not bad. On Sunday against Indiana, they outscored the Pacers. They were outscored by the Pacers by one. So it's coming along. You know, if you were to look at the full season, the Suns are still 30th in the league in fourth quarter net rating. The offense in particular is what has fallen off of a cliff in those moments. That's probably the best sign you would have to say from this stretch is that the Suns have the 
a 113.6 offensive rating in fourth quarters during this win streak. They only have like a 104 offensive rating in fourth quarters across the whole season. Just ugly, ugly, ugly. I don't know other way, another way to put it. <clears throat> but that's the that's the magic, right? That's been their recipe. They have been able to come alive late in these games and get closing performances from everybody is the other good part of this, right? I, I tweeted this on Monday night that the past three Suns wins, which have all been impressive in different ways, they've also all been closed by different players in different ways, right? Book had 52 on Friday night last week against the Pelicans. Did I say 42? 52? They didn't even really need him to be awesome in the fourth quarter. Sunday night, I know Durant had 40 in that game and I got some pushback, but it was Beal who closed that game, especially on the offensive end. He had a few nice finishes inside late when the Suns just needed to attack Indiana's small ball look and Beal was the one to do that. And then obviously... Monday night against the Bulls, it's Durant the whole second half, 30 points, and the game winner. That's probably the single biggest thing that is working for this team during this stretch. You know, you're you're seeing still not a lot of anything from the bench. Right, I mean, I, I'm not going to go through it and have make myself have to have it be numbers. Just since I said the numbers behind the win streak, but you know, Vogel said to me flat out on on Monday night that the rotation is is very much matchup dependent right now, case by case. They have six guys who are playing real minutes. Beyond that, it is anybody's guess what exactly the the rotation is going to be. And when Gordon is out, like he was on Monday, and and he's questionable for Wednesday's game against Dallas, you really never know. You really never know what it's going to look like. But the Suns are 11 points better per 100 possessions with Booker on the court. That's especially the case on the offensive end of the court. They're in the positive in terms of on-off differential with all three of the big three on the court now. So no matter what the combination is, no matter who else is healthy, no matter what the lineup is, they have been better with their big three out there. And that is obviously good to see. Lineup-wise, when Beal, Durant, and Booker are all on the court, the Suns are, the Suns have, I should say, an offensive rating, if this page will load, which it really, really doesn't want to. Thank you. 128 offensive rating. That is elite stuff. They have a what I would call passable defensive rating. It is about 113, which compared to the rest of the NBA, a 113 defensive rating would put them basically in the top 10, somewhere around 10th. If they're there the rest of the league, the rest of the season, if they're able to have their best lineups on the court more often in the postseason, and that is where their defensive rating lands, that's good enough to win a championship, in my opinion. When you add Grayson Allen and all four of those guys are on the court, the offensive rating goes up to 130. Now, that's where things get a little bit interesting, right? And most of this sample size has been during this win streak. Obviously, Beal got back a little bit before that, but the defensive rating with those four, so the big three plus Grayson, 
is not as good. It's one basically 118.6. That would put the Suns at 24th in the NBA if you were to put that over the course of a season. That is not good enough to win a championship. 120, uh, a 118.5 defensive rating. That's not going to cut it. So, I mean, look, the, the, the rest of this season is going to be about pulling the triggers and pushing the buttons to find the right mix here. The death lineup, which we really have only seen during this six-game win streak, when all five of those guys are on the court, so the four I was just talking about, plus Eric Gordon, only 19 minutes played, really basically just in the Kings game and the Pacers game, but they've been able to, to just destroy in those minutes. 159 offensive rating, 105 defensive rating. Those would both flee the league by a mile, but again, it's only 19 minutes. This six-game win streak has shown us how the big three can click, how powerful it can be when they do, the fact that you don't need to have all of them play great every night to win, which is huge, and some lineup combinations that can be dominant and be different, varied. What the rest of the season will be about and what the deadline might help them get closer to is building out the rest of what this team can be and what the identity is going to be. You can't always put offense-only lineups out there. What do the defense lineups look like? How do the Suns' stars make those lineups playable when somebody like a Kade Bates-Diop might need to be out there to guard DeMar DeRozan? Or Josh Okogie might need to be out there to guard, let's say, a Jamal Murray, a James Harden to just go through some of the playoff matchups. Maybe Shea Gilgis-Alexander, maybe Anthony Edwards. How do they do that? What is the backup center situation? Is it just going to be Durant? We now have questions that we know the Suns need to answer. Before, we couldn't even ask questions. Before Beal got back, and especially before Beal clicked in like he has during this streak. The rest of the season will be about answering those questions. One question I hope we do not have to ask is why the Suns are pursuing Miles Bridges. Reports would indicate that they are. I know, talent-wise, people may think I'm ridiculous. I will tell you my thoughts on the Bridges rumors next. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The NFL regular season is over. The postseason is wrapping up before long, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. I am honestly impressed by FanDuel's offer right now. $150 in bonus bets straight to your account for new customers when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 straight to your account, win or lose. So you don't even have to be confident that your bet will cash in order to take advantage. I'm looking at the NBA Looking at the NFL odds for this conference championship weekend, the Niners-Lions line has settled in at seven. I still think that's a pretty nice one. I uh, also feel like Ravens-Chiefs, the over-under is 44.5. The Ravens in big games this season have scored a ton of points. I think the Chiefs will have answers there. Even if it's a blowout and the Ravens were to win at home and just destroy Kansas City, which I, mean, I don't know, but they've done that this year, those games were still like 35 to 9, 35 to, uh, or 36 to 9, I think it was, like 35 14, whatever. Those, they've all gone over. 
is my point. Now, you don't have to take my advice. That's just my thoughts. Live same game parlays, the explore tab, the parlay hub, all of it at FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the NBA. Let's close out the show talking about Miles Bridges. Usually, I would not address stuff that is from one source that's not like a national insider or doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And this one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But it's not just from one place anymore. And so I think it's worth talking about. I also think it's worth talking about because I have strong feelings on it. Miles Bridges apparently is somebody the Suns have, have eyes for right now. Reportedly, via PHNX, Flex from Jersey, as well as Gerald Bourget, some combination of those two seem to have that. And John Gambadoro and some other people around the internet. Miles Bridges currently without getting too deep into the weeds, because once it gets into legal stuff, it can just be boring and maybe not always important, the exact specifics. He's under probation for three years, starting early last year, I believe. He broke that probation in the fall of 2023, around the time that he was due back to the, the Hornets by breaking the... Uh, protective order that the judge had granted to his ex as well as his children. He broke that by, you know, harassing the ex, smashing in the windshield of her vehicle, and doing so while their child was in the car. Bridges was supposed to have a court hearing related to that break of his probation and the break of the protective order sometime within the past month or two that got pushed to late February of this year. So after the trade deadline, we don't know what the the fate of that will be. I've seen a lot of different feelings and I'm honestly going to largely avoid the personal ethics or second chance granting and all that stuff. You can have whatever opinion you want about that. And I know sports can sometimes force us to be a little bit hotter and colder and blacker and whiter on that stuff than we want to be, right? He has to, something has to be determined about these guys' fate as professional athletes, even if we're not sure what they did in the meantime, right? And yes, oh, it's just their job and sure, but they have a spotlight and things that are just different than other people. There's a reason that celebrities and, and actors and, and, and athletes and all this stuff, that we cover this stuff because it's just different. And I get that. I'm not trying to be naive. I don't know if the Suns have the assets to go get Miles Bridges. He's on a one-year deal. He's on a cheap one-year deal because he took the qualifying offer because of his crime, right? The original probation that he's on is related to domestic abuse to his 
wife and I, uh, his ex-partner, I don't know if they were married, and I would also say his, his child who was, you know, there was video of all this stuff many, you know, years back at this point. So it's impossible and should not be ignored why he is a, an acquirable player in the first place. If you're making the push to pursue that player, you're taking advantage of, of a situation that was created because of the bad behavior in the first place. So it's, it's, it's just impossible to set it aside, right? And it shouldn't be set aside. While we're in the realm of the, the here and now and the, the, the micro, you also don't know what his situation will become, right? He, he is actively done something that goes against his legal situation and that is not resolved. So you're, you're, you're choosing to be the team that employs him while the legal system plays out his punishment. Right? That's not common. I know that there is such a thing as being continuing to be employed while you're going through a criminal situation, and I'm sure I'm in support of that. That employment does not have to be the top basketball league in the world. That employment does not have to be a basketball player at all. But whatever. Again, we can set some of that aside. What the Suns would be doing, though, is choosing to insert themselves and, and, and actively make sacrifices, obviously, by way of making a trade, giving stuff up to insulate Bridges, be his employer during something that they can't foresee the outcome of. Something where he could continue to, to make mistakes as he's already done. Something where the judge could come down with a punishment for the mistakes he's already made that jeopardizes his ability to play in basketball games. He has two years left of his probation. He's not demonstrated that he can live up to the commitment that he made to, you know, agreed to those terms with the judge to behave like that. The NBA cowardly, in a cowardly way, refused to come down with an actual punishment for Miles Bridges. They treated a portion of the end of last season after his probation had started as part of his punishment retroactively. It's pathetic what they did. They skirted any sort of precedent or anything in order to seemingly just make it easier for him, and I'm not too sure why. The Hornets chose to maintain the asset, quote-unquote, rather than just cutting him, which is, again, why he's on this contract. So while, sure, the Suns could use a 3-and-D or a two-way forward, yeah, that would make them better. Hell yeah, man. Six-man, incoming, go Suns, sure. It would not only display a tolerance to knowingly employ people who continue to abuse their spouses and their families, let's say, 
but it would be a choice to do that. It would be an active, would be an action that they're taking to bring that into the organization, to bring that upon themselves. I don't know why you would ever do that while the situation is still go, is still playing out. If the answer is just to win, well, salute to you, Matt Ishbia, James Jones, Frank Vogel, and whoever else. Salute. Hope you get, hope you get the wins. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to cheerlead for that. We'll see if it happens. That'll wrap us up for the day. Enjoy the Suns-Mavs game. Check back on the audio feed for a preview of the Suns-Mavs game on Wednesday. Audio only, so no YouTube there. 15, 20 minutes getting you ready for one of the more fun games of the season in Dallas. It's always great when those two teams match up, especially coming off the Christmas game. That'll do it. I'll have a recap of that show next on Wednesday, and I'll talk to you then.